Welcome to another week on Let's Get Real with Coach Menachem Show, Sunday Nights. Originally a Zoom interactive platform where we discuss real life scenarios with real live people. Hi everybody, welcome to tonight's amazing, unique program that we're starting here. Um, like I said before we started, everybody with back pain, try to face the camera this way so you can see. We're really going to get deep into it tonight and we're going to jump into it. Okay, tonight's share is share 86 with Let's Get Real and Coach Menachem Bernfeld. We want to first of all thank all of our people that come here every week. The platform again is exploding. I found out that the WhatsApp, the, the WhatsApp um, flyer mamash goes around the world, like literally in every country. There's somebody posting, which is amazing. So Baruch Hashem, this program is really grassroots growing and we really appreciate everybody for telling people about it and for emailing it to people and posting it on their family chats. Tremendous feedback, Baruch Hashem. We're doing amazing and we're helping a lot of people. So like I said, every week, not every share might, not, might be for you, but it definitely is negated to other people. So post it, let people know about it. Again, if anybody wants to join the, I send out the flyers every Sunday, just a WhatsApp me at my phone number at 848 525-0066 and save my number. I will send you every Sunday the flyer <coughs> and you can send it out to everybody. And for those who are watching the replay of this later on YouTube, please click on the like button for Coach Menachem. You can click on the subscribe button. So as we upload the share every Monday, usually early Monday morning, um, you can see that it comes out and um, watch it. First, I want to start, start off thanking all our advertising spon sponsors that promote us. The first, the Lakewood Scoop here in Lakewood, our home base that promotes us here in Lakewood, New Jersey. Thank you for promoting us every week strong, strongly. Thank you to Rabbi Yanif Chazak for promoting us on the Chazak Networks. And special thank you to Chayla Kaufman and Shmuel Summer from JCN, the Jewish Content Network, for always promoting us. Of course, all our digital Jewish platforms. Um, the, the Coach Menachem Show is collaborating with OK Clarity to bring greater health and wellness to the Jewish community around the globe. OK Clarity is the online platform for mental health support in the Jewish community. OKClarity.com, you can find the best therapists, coaches, nutritionists, Engage in forums and stay inspired. Links will be emailed after the show with Coach Menachem. Again, for everybody who's here for the first time tonight, every Sunday night, we do not miss. We can make weddings, we can do Sheva Brachas, but we're here, right, Menachem? We do not miss 9.30 Eastern time. We always have the Shir, and Baruch Hashem, it's amazing. Next week, January 16th, we're going to have an amazing Shir with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld, who lives in St. Louis, but is the Mashpia in North Woodmere, and um, he's really, really amazing. And we're gonna be discussing an undisclosed topic. And I cannot tell you the topic because I do not know myself what the topic is, but he's unbelievable. It's gonna be powerful, unique. Please join us next week. I think, he, I think he's, he's amazing. I've heard some, some of his stuff. He's really next level and deep. Um, tonight we have the discuss and honor of having Rabbi Alon Go with us from Five Towns. Amazing, this all started because, because um, because actually somebody told me, you know, he had back pain. He said, oh, he, he, oh, he was the front page of the Mishpacha magazine. And we reached out to him. And then I just thought it was such an interesting topic. You know, people always discuss it. We'll get into that in a minute. I'll get back to what I have to say about it. But let's open up. Let's start off first with our host, Coach Menachem, to give it an opening. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to another show. Let's get real. And Baruch Hashem, I think um, after last week's program, we have people who have easier time to open the camera, easier time to ask the questions after uh, learning how to deal with the anxiety, performance anxiety. And many people came and told me that they're, they're davening for the Ahmed, they're davening mincha slowly. 
So I thank you all for the feedback that we're getting every week, Baruch Hashem. And tonight's program is a very interesting one. And me personally, me with my back pain, Baruch Hashem, I got to know Dr. Sarno through his books. And tonight we'll hear much more about it, which is a fascinating, fascinating um, idea of the mind-body connection. But I do want to say before we start that there are people out there who are in real pain and not everybody is aware of it, you know, when you hear about it. But for those who are in real pain, when I'm talking about my, my personal experience, when I was in the actual pain, really, really painful, it was very hard for me to hear any different ideas. I just needed something whether it's a painkiller or something just to help me breathe. Sometimes when you're really, really in pain, you can't hear Dr. Sarno. And I remember my mother, she told me, Dr. Sarno, I said, mommy, thank you very much. I really appreciate it, but this is real. And I even took x-rays and a slip disc, yes. So it was hard for me. And then once I was able to relax, whatever it was, the medication or um, the, whatever the, the doctor prescribed, I was able to pick up the books and start reading. And yes, it is fascinating. Um, I wanna thank all of those who sent in the questions and we got people who sent that they, their stories. And if you feel comfortable to share, uh, one of the, the good things for people to hear the stories of people who actually went through the pain found out about this idea of Dr. Sarno and applied, um, hopefully we'll hear tonight how to apply it. And they saw change. It's interesting because the, the range, you know, people think it's only back pain, but it's really everything. It makes a difference for everything. Just understand when somebody is under stress, He's worried about something. So in his mind, he's thinking about something, but he feels it in his body. So it's not so hard to understand the mind-body connection, really not so hard to understand. But when it becomes real and the pain is real, that's when you start thinking, what do you mean it's my thoughts? It is my thoughts, not my thoughts. So yes, if somebody is in real pain, you know, they're not always ready to hear it. And another thing is that there are different school of thoughts. You walk into the doctor and tell them about Sarno, most of them would say Sarno Shmarno, because they have to go with their, what they practice and what they believe in, and you came for their help. <laughs> yes, you can try to relax, but he'll give you the medication or prescription, whatever it is. So with an open mind, even though you might be skeptical, to be able to listen to these ideas, and hopefully tonight in Hashem, you should be able to use what, you, what we learned, the ideas, and send us feedback fast. One more thing, there are people who, who claim that they see difference overnight. And then there are those who say it took them a year. So you do have to give it time. Don't expect anything. See what happens. Let it roll. That's part of the idea. Because if logically you want it to work, you want it to work. That's stress. Hey relax <laughs> and let yourself connect with your body. So thank you, Rabbi Alon, to be with us tonight. And Mitchell will hear from the professionals and stories from others and questions. And with that, we should have Siata Deshmaya and everybody should have a refuah.
Shalema. Amen. Thank you, Menachem. Beautiful opening. Okay, so let's get into it tonight. Again, tonight we're going to be talking about Sarno. I was talking about different types of pain. There's also another part of tonight's uh, session, which is burnout, which you wrote. Alone wrote a whole book about that, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, the reason why I feel <laughs> this topic is I always feel people always like sort of, I me mean, personally, I've heard of Sarno. I know the general concept. I never read the book. To me, it just sounds like a myth. It sounds like you just like, you know, make it up and everything will be good. You know, so I definitely know there's a lot of people that don't believe in it. And I know sometimes people do believe in it. I know people that did help. I know people didn't help. So I really want to get into it tonight. Let's chew it up. Let's let's do what we do every Sunday night. Let's really get into it and uh, see where it takes us, okay? I'm going to read your bio. Tonight's year, we're doing a learning in memory of a 16-year-old boy who was Nifter. Um, it's going to be his yard site is tomorrow night, Monday night. So the shir is going to be learned in memory of Yehuda Nassan Ben Yisrael, his mother Shoshana Chana. His yard site is tomorrow night. And uh, the schos of all the, obviously, so many hundreds of people that are here now. I mentioned the thousands and thousands of people that will listen to this. Hopefully, people will benefit from it. Should be a schos for his neshama. And his neshama should have a big aliyah. And his parents should have neshama from all the people that it helps. Okay, Rabbi Alon Gol, LMSW. This is his bio. Tell me if it's correct, okay? Alon Gol right. lives in Five Towns, New York, with his loving family. He's the author of Overcoming Burnout, a comprehensive book treating people with burnout in yeshiva, work, and beyond with Askamas from leading Rabbanim and psychologists. He's featured in the Mishpacha magazine for treating people with burnout and the Dr. Sarno method. He received smicha from Yeshiva Shar Yoshev. He's a Rebbe at Yeshiva Tal Tichia in Farakaway. Was. Was, okay. <laughs> he received his bachelor's degree in psychology from Toro College. He received his master's in social work from Wurzburg School of Social Work. He wrote articles in the Ated newspaper and topic of burnout and Dr. Sarno method. In his private practice, he treats people as a Sarno specialist and expert on burnout serving people across the country. He's in the process of finishing his second book on the topic of Sarno Method. In his new book, he expands on the Dr. Sarno Method till the new book is published. It's free to view online at his website, Alongol, that's A-L-O-N-G-U-L.com if anyone wants to see that. And uh, Rabbi, therapist, Alongol, the floor is yours. Open it up, but we're really going to get into it with the questions, but open it up. Okay, thank you, Coach Menachem. Thank you, Usher. Uh, it's really an honor to be here and... Uh, it's like just behind the scenes working with both of you has been really amazing. You guys are really good people. And um, I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Um, today, we're going to talk about two topics. One is the Sarno method. And the other one is burnout, like we mentioned. Um, I'm going to give you a nutshell of what the Darno, Dr. Sarno method is. It's, it's very simple, but it's obviously more complex than this, this simple uh, phrase. But when we have emotions or feelings that the body is not interested in feeling, the body makes some kind of distraction in my body and can cause a physical symptom. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. That's, that's basically everything about it. But we're going to discuss in detail what that actually means. So first of all, we know, we know the body, we know that emotions affect us physically. For example, like let's say I'm nervous. So I might be sweating in my hands. Right. What is what is what does that have to do with me being nervous? Nervous is just a feeling. So why am I sweating right now in my hands? So we do see that there's physical reactions. We know this. Just the idea that pain can be caused by um, emotion. That's something that's a little bit new, or or you know hard to understand. So I, I'll just start with my story. I had debilitating headaches and fatigue for a couple of years, like level ten. It was terrible. Uh, Cat scans. Um, everything showing up fine, nothing. I was not able to, 
uh, medication, everything. Nothing, nothing is working. Nothing is helping me. All of a sudden, I hear about this Sarno method. So I said, so someone's telling me about it. It's in your head. But I'm like, this is crazy. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. But I was desperate. And I said, let me, let me just listen to it. Went to a lecture. There's someone named Rob Elia Katz. He's the Manal of Tor Vidas. He gives a lecture for the last uh, 30 years, maybe, maybe 25 years. Um, and he is giving this whole lecture about how this Dr. Sarno method, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm like, whoa, this is like, this makes a lot of sense. Like this makes a lot of sense to me. And so I'm going to basically explain the method tonight. And, uh, and then we can get into a lot of questions that everybody has. So first, let me just get a little bit, give a little background, Dr. Sa who Dr. Sarno is. Dr. Sarno is a medical doctor. He was a back doctor. Um, he was a doctor in NYU, very successful. Uh, he was realizing that people were coming to him, he was getting surgery, and then, and then they would come back to him, and he just couldn't figure out why after giving, you know, doing surgery and everything, that people would come back to him. It didn't make any sense to him. So he thought to himself, wait a second, maybe there's something else going on here. Maybe, maybe that a person's stress can be causing this physical pain. And that's where he basically started off. Um, so the, this, you know, this, this method is, I've talked to many people, I've talked to Rosh Hashivas, they've used it themselves. A funny story, someone once came to me and said, um, you know, what about the Sarna method, et cetera. And I was telling him about it and he's like, I don't know. I don't know. So I said, he went, he went to this, he went to decide to go to the square Rebbe. He's not, a, he's not a Swedish, but he said, you know what, let me, let me just, I don't know. He went to get a Segula or something. He went to the square Rebbe. I said, okay, I have this neck pain. What do I do? Like, what can I, what should I do? So, the, so the square Rebbe said to him, use the Sarno method. So just a, you know, just a funny thing. Like out of all things he could have said, he mentioned the Sarno. So he came back to me, we helped him with, the, with, with this neck pain and he was doing, and he was doing better after that. So just to give you like an idea of different stories of people who came to me, first person, you know, he's, he has what's called vertigo. It's like a dizziness. All of a sudden you get all dizzy and, and you're like all, dis, you know, all confused and all that. And this person just started to get it. And sometimes they, they were walking and they're in, feeling imbalanced, went to the doctor. Doctors don't have any solution for vertigo. It's a, it's a medical term, but they don't have a solution for it. I've had numerous people uh, with vertigo come to me and, and I think came out every single person that came to me, it, it's, it went away, the vertigo. Because we'll explain actually with that, we'll get to the questions, but the next person is, is someone who had back pain. He came to me, he can't even, you know, this is a lot of people actually, but uh, he has you know, a lot of back pain, can hardly walk. And you know, we, we did the Sarna method and all of a sudden he's walking fine, he's playing, he's exercising and all that. So that's just, that's part one of what we're going to be talking about. Part two is uh, about burnout. I wrote a book on burnout. First, explain what burnout is. So the people have different terms of understanding what burnout is, but I'm going to explain what I'm going to be talking about. Burnout is a um, ex mental, physical, and emotional exhaustion from prolonged stress. That's the definition. So that's the burnout that we're going to be talking about tonight. We're gonna to explain where it comes from. Um, I wrote a book about it. It's called Overcoming Burnout. Um, and I'll give you a few examples in a second, but I'll tell you a story. I once, when I was first came out with the book and I, you know, it's, it's in all the stores and I decided though, I wanna like 
I want to like, I want the yeshiva bachram to have it. They should know about it. So I, I went one day, I, just, I mean, I dedicated one day. I'm going to go to different yeshivas. I'm going to sell my book. So I went to different yeshivas, but in one of the yeshivas, I asked if I could put it there, if I could you know, put it there and I had a place to put it. And they, uh, the, you know, I come back an hour or two later and it's gone. So I said, okay, like, all right, let me, let me find out what's going on. So I went to the Manal and I said to the Manal, like I had a book here um, and it's gone. So, you know, do you know where it is? He said, oh yeah, I saw, you're not allowed to put, you're not allowed to sell books here. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I thought that, uh, you know, someone told me that you could, fine. So the, but then Manal told me, but don't worry. He's like, you know, we're in the basement. It's like everybody here, like Baruch Hashem doesn't have burnout. So I said, you know, I, I don't know. Okay, I mean, fine. Okay. All right, I don't think so, but whatever you said. So meanwhile, he sent two people to get it, the books and the same two people were taking their time and they're reading through, like they're skimming through and both of them come to the Manal and they're like, wow, this book is just for me. So they, you know, they both, they both, uh, they both bought the book. And after that, Manal was like very into it. Um, but so the wrong way to understand the story is that, you know, the Rebbeim, you know, these Rebbeim don't know who's burnt out, etc. It's the opposite. I've spoken to Rosh Hashivas and, 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 you know, like I said, you know, the, you know, Rosh Shmuel signed off on my book, Yigiba Skama and Ramosha Wilson, a lot of, a lot of big people signed the book and all, everybody's been very positive about it. The thing that bothers me is that for some reason, there's a stigma about burnout in Yeshiva. And that to me, is, is, is that saddens me because I'll tell you why. First, first thing is that a lot of people need help and they're embarrassed to go to speak to the Rav or something like that. They're, they're embarrassed. So they can't even get help. But what's even worse is that some people can't even admit it to themselves that they're burnt out. And those same people might be like hanging out in the coffee room, etc. Meanwhile, they, they just, they can't even admit to themselves because it makes them feel bad. To me, I, I don't know the answer. I, I really don't know the answer to how to fix that. Uh, I do know that, for example, in like the medical field or or um, or at work, burnout is a very normal thing. It happens. You you overstress, you know, overstress yourself, and you know it's okay. So I uh, I wish we can try to move past that stigma. Maybe by talking about it more, it becomes more accepted. Um, so, but let me just kind of give you like a picture of 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 you know two different people who let's say have burnout. First person, Yeshiva Bacher. He's top, you know, top guy in his, in his year. For the record, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of people that I've had are Eluium and geniuses and stuff like that, but they still managed to wait, you know, to go to become less smart because of the burnout, because they didn't, they didn't know how to deal with it. Um, but this person was not wasting any time, pushing, learning, finishing with Seth, top, top, top guy. All of a sudden, crashes, can't, can't learn anymore, et cetera. Um, we got to the bottom of what's causing it. And after, after some time, he came back and now he's learning full-time, excellent, great, in great position. That's story A, true story. True story B is about a, um, this happens for women. Um, let's say they have in their house, they have to have their whole house perfect. Like it has to be perfectly clean, perfectly this. And if it's not perfect, they just have to make sure that they push themselves to do it, even no matter what. So this after doing this many times, they could, they could also burn out from that. And some people on the opposite end, they, instead of, instead of um, going to do, like, just do it all, like in cleaning, their whole house is, you know, is a mess because they're, they're just burned out from, from cleaning. So 
that's just a different, you know, cases of burnout in different settings. Um, and with that, I, I leave, you know, questions for everybody to ask about, you know, about uh, the SARNA method or, or burnout, and we're going to get deeper in. So that was just a very introductory uh, statement. Alon, amazing, beautiful opening. Yeah, we got the general. Well, don't worry, we're going we're gonna to grind you. Don't worry. Nothing to worry about. Take a two-minute break. Let's take a poll. We're going to fill out from the crowd where everybody's holding. And let's see where, and let's take it from there, okay? Okay, there's actually three questions tonight. We usually do two, two, but tonight I felt like doing three because why not? Here we go. When you are performing a task that is very important to you, A, you're okay with making some mistakes along the way. That's your personality. B, it needs to be 100% perfectly done. Some people like things, you know, very meticulously done and it has to be 100% done. Number three, I do my part and whatever the outcome is, it is. They do it, they're very relaxed. I don't even think about whether it's going to be 100% done correctly or not. That's the first question. Second question, what percentage of your physical pain would you attribute coming from your emotions? I would say 10%, maybe 50% 50, 50 or less, 50% and up for sure. So it's a very like, you know, like, again, you're just we're trying to put a, rate, a, a gauge on what people think the physical pain attributed coming from your emotions. The third question, do you personally know someone who has been helped by the Sarno method? Yes, it's amazing. Nope, never really understood it. And see, I'm excited to be helped by it. <laughs> so they're waiting for you to explain it so they could use it. Okay, answer those three questions anonymous. We'll fill it out. And then we will take from there. If you want to, Rabbi Alon, people, you could see them, but we're going to share with everybody. If you want to comment on any of the polls, you could, and then we'll go into the questions, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm just give it five seconds now. Yes, yeah, give it five seconds. Five, four, three, two. Is that going? People are just answering. See, I can see people are answering. Yeah, a lot of people here tonight. Okay, you ready? I'm going to share with everybody. Okay, here we go. When you're performing a task that it's important to you, 30% of people say they're okay with making a mistake. 46%, you ready for this? 46%, which is the winning answer, needs to be 100% perfectly done. So there's definitely a high amount of people that need things to be perfectly done, perfectionists. 24% uh, I do my part and whatever the outcome is. Okay, next question. What percentage of your physical pain would you attribute to coming from your emotions? 23% of people say 10% maybe. 32% say 50% or less. You ready for this? Most people here tonight believe that more than 50% of their physical pain is coming from their emotions. Wow. That's, that's a huge number. Number three, do you know someone who has been helped by the Sarno method? Most people here tonight, 42% of people, yes, and it's amazing. It's 42%, 32% say no, they never really understood it. And I really want, I want to understand it. That's me. I'm from that 32%. And 26%, I'm excited to be helped by it. Okay. So let's exit out. Okay, before we start, um, let's just say that we have a master that this is what he does. He practices a lot. He, he obviously has clients. So we have the source of having here tonight. Please ask your questions. Live questions go first. If you have a live question, just text me, Usher Parnas. We'll try to put it, you know, we'll try to put you on. And we have a, tons of questions that came in. We try to rewrite them, make them a little bit more clear in order. And, you know, some basic questions also just to get a general feeling. So we'll start with that. Ready? Here we go. First question. The general question, I have have, I've been having back pain for years and people are telling me it's all in my head, but I actually feel the pain. I do not get it. Can you explain it to me? This is a very common, um, common question that people have. 
people, you know, the Sarna method is not suggesting that the pain is not there and not even, there, it's not even suggesting that there's no sometimes physical deformities in, in different places. It's suggesting that the pain itself is coming from an emotional source. The pain is there. It's not like it's not there. It's not like in your head. It's just that, you know, the pain that you're having is coming sourced from an emotion, from, from, from emotions. That's, that's the idea behind it. Um, we could, we're going to probably later on go to and, and discuss like what emotions are, are causing it, but that's the, just the, I guess the, the, you know, the, the understanding of, of what the Sarno method is. Um, yeah. Next question. Let's go to the next one. Okay, a lot of a lot of people are texting very very specific. I have this with this. The questions are more general. If you have a specific question, we we could definitely ask it. But we're trying to focus on very more. Well, okay. So let's go. Okay, we have a few live, but let's let's get to the second question. Right, this is a question a lot of people have. I have this question. I've heard the Sarno method works for back pain, but what about other physical symptoms? Does it work for that as well besides back pain? And if yes, what are they? Okay, so that's a great question. Um, I think when Dr. Sarno started this, um, he, when he started this whole plan, this whole method, he really started off with back pain. But what happened was it ended up, he's ended up seeing that a lot of physical symptoms are coming from it. Um, that can include headaches, chronic fatigue syndrome, vertigo. Um, and then there's, um, you know, neck pain, uh, leg pain. Any type of, there's a lot of different pains in the body that we have, um, uh, what's it called? Ringing in the ear, torn meniscus, we'll discuss, we can, we can, or like different tears in the body, we'll discuss how that, how that comes into play with, with this Dr. Sarna method. And um, really so many physical symptoms might, you know, be traced or sourced to, you know, to emotional, emotional pain. I, I, I'll tell you like, one, in one of his books, he mentions that the common cold, the common cold could be coming from emotional source. So I said, okay, I believe you about everything, but that's like going way too far, right? So that's like, that's going way too far. Happens to be that I used to get sick all the time, like at least like five times a year for like five days, like something like very out of the ordinary. I, I, want, I guess not out of the ordinary, but more than the average person. So, but I said, you know, I kept an open mind to it. So I, I, one time I, I, you know, I, I said, you know what, let me try to work and do this with colds. Meanwhile, that shifted from five again. So again, five times a year, five days a week would be my cold. I'd be sick. That shifted to maybe, maybe twice a year, maybe, maybe 24 hours a day or, or for like that sickness. So I was able to lower it down. Now, the, what, what is, what does that even mean? Like, how, what does that mean? How, a cold is a cold. It's a virus. The answer is as follows. Dr. Sarno, uh, he, what he suggests is that when the body, like there's different ways we could be distracted. One way is to either overstimulate the immune system or, or actually shut it down in a way. So our immune system is, there's viruses coming in all, you know, all the time, like different cold, you know, cold, you know, viruses, whatever it is, our body fights them. Our body, our, our body knows how to fight it when our immune system is strong. If we're having a stressful day, our body can say, you know what, let's just shut it down, get the cold. Now I'm not focused on whatever stress that I'm having. Right. So I, I said, okay, I, I'll give it a try. And it worked. It really, it really it was, which was very interesting to me. 
Um, but it just shows how far this method can go, like how far, you know, this can work. Okay, amazing. We have a lot of live questions. Let's, let's go to the first one. You're on. I thank you for taking my question. Sure. Uh, being as a person with uh, actually an immune condition, but it, Baruch Hashem doesn't have any pain involved at all. Is there any way the Sarno method could be used for that? There's no pain at all. Can you can can you be more specific by the immune by I, I don't understand the question exactly. What do you mean by immune? It's uh I, I won't give the exact specifics. It's a situation okay. where the body is not able to balance uh certain nutrients it needs, and it's because the immune system is somehow attacking different parts of the body. There's no pain involved, it's just you know, sometimes uh you do blood tests and things, you see the body is not doing its job and you need to do, to give the natural thing is to give medication, obviously, to uh, shut down that immune system, which the attacking immune system, but there's no pain involved. So there's no back pain, there's no anything. Um, I, are you suggesting that if you consume something that that's when it, it's caused or just, or, or, or you're referring to just it, or it happens randomly or like uh, meaning is, you are you, go ahead somebody's texting it's like an autoimmune disorders an autoimmune disorders um i i i don't know the answer to that i i haven't dealt with autoimmune um i i don't i haven't done, dealt with autoimmune disorder uh, with autoimmune uh, sorry autoimmune disorders i do um, so there's some things that, you know, if you notice, for example, that stress makes that thing worse. Like if you notice that there's certain things that, you know, Dr. Sarn doesn't list as a physical symptom, um, but they might be symptoms. So if you could pay attention and say, wait a second, that physical symptoms does get worse when I'm more stressed, then the Sarno method can help with it. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the next live question. You ready? Yeah. Okay, you're on. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, hi. I have two questions, actually, if I may ask. Go for One it. One is, for women, menstrual or period pain, is that something that Dr. Sano's method can help for? No. No. Um, okay. it's, that's, that's completely physical. That's nothing to do with, um, that's not, not, a, not emotionally sourced at all. No. Okay, um, that's interesting to hear. Um, and also, I wanted to know if a parent can help a 10-year-old child with chronic headaches. That's a great question. Um, so I think that one of the benefits of the Sarno method is that it's more than just, it's more than just like an idea. It's, it's something that, uh, it's a tool that everybody in the world could use because we all get physical pain. So if we can, you know, understand how the body works, then we have a better chance of dealing with it. And one of the, one of the ways is how our kids are. So I'll tell you a story with one of my kids. They're probably, I'm probably gonna get in trouble later, but I'll just say it anyway. Um, one time there was, one of my kids was in school and they, um, the, the, the school was saying that she's limping. She's just hobbling along in the hallway. Um, now this never happened in the house. So I said, this sounds so sardo. So I, so I approached her and I sat very like, you know, nonchalantly, whatever. And I said, like, I was just like talking a little bit. And then finally, I'm just like, oh, by the way, like sometimes you get nervous. 
stuff like that. And she she's like, no, no, no. Uh, and then she like walked out. And one thing, one important thing about the starter method is never try to push on anybody. Because if someone doesn't want to hear what you have to say, then they don't want to hear what you have to say. So um, so uh, so I, I left it. And then literally a few minutes, a few minutes later, she walked in and was like, yeah, you know, sometimes I do get nervous. And and I, I it was at the same time when she was limping in the house a little bit. And then it never came back. It never came back. She never never had a call from the school again. So it just shows us that sometimes, and you know, my wife is a teacher. She she has a lot of students that um, when, whenever there's like a test, they get like either big stomach aches or bad headaches. All of a sudden, like they, they never, they go to the nurse and everything. So what is that all about? So maybe they're feeling stress about like, are they gonna, you know, are they gonna do well on the stress, uh, on the test? And, and you know, and, and that causes physical symptoms. But instead of looking at just only medically and just like, okay, what can we do to help the, you know, the, the headaches? Let's try to figure out what emotions this, this the, the the child is feeling so we can help them. We can empathize with them. We can help them and try to figure out where it's coming from. So to answer your question, um, headaches usually comes from pressure. Um, that's usually the emotion that is caught that causes it. Not every time. And you want you know obviously want to figure out what is causing her to have pressure and see if um, you know we can. And we're going to discuss a little bit later what causes pressure. And through that you can help her. Okay. okay thank you. Okay, hello, it sounds great. A lot of people texting me. I just want to clarify with everybody on it tonight. We're going to get a little bit more into details how to go about Sarno, how it works. We're just not there yet. I'm just let right on. We have a little uh, treatment. 100%. Okay, so just stay with us. We're going through the questions. Okay, next live question. You're on. Hi, Sarah. Go. Hi, Adrian. Hi, I have two questions. Um, I don't know what percentage come to, uh, to uh, Rabbi Gould, um after they've exhausted other kinds of therapies, like or treatments like acupuncture, whatever, you know, you know, a lot of these alternative type therapies, as well as conventional. Um, do they go to you as a last resort or is it, um, you know, I don't know, you know, in your experience, how many have come, you know, really in desperation or is it just they heard about Sarno and it's just, you know, one you know, treatment among many, you know, it's, it's kind of arbitrary, you know, with, you know, it's like picking a, a name out of a hat. I mean, I don't know what percentage. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what your opinion of some of these other therapies are, but, um, but do you find that you get a lot of people that come to you as a last resort? Um, let me think about that. Um, I think that some, for some people, yes, because mm -hmm. it is, you know, it is something that's not like, even though it's getting, it's, it's, it's gaining steam all the time. It's always gaining steam. It's the Sarno method just mm -hmm. continues to gain steam. And you, you could see from, even just from the polls that people are, are even making like a high percentage of people are saying that it, you know, they think that it does come from emotions. Um, so it is definitely gaining steam, but I would, I wouldn't say that, um, you know, that it depends. Some people really like, it just speaks to them. The idea that, you know, they see that like they are stressed and they get like a physical pain so that's like, oh, that, like that makes a lot of sense. Um, while other people like, okay, I've tried everything. <laughs> just, just, I'll just, yeah, I'll give it a try. So that, if that answers your question, but yeah. some yes, some no, I guess you'll say. You know, I guess yours emphasizes more, like, I guess, I really know nothing about it. I mean, I guess you would emphasize really the second question, more lifestyle, not just sticking needles or rubbing stabs or lotions or, you know, antigels, you know, 
I mean, it sounds like that's, I, I guess I'll find out more about it later, but it sounds like it's a really a holistic type uh, therapy. I, you know, I, I, so um, I, it, it, it's, it's different. You know, the way I look at the Sarno method is, is, is understanding how the body works. It's like, it's as if like, like the body. <laughs> what? My, my father was an osteopath for a while. Oh, really? so oh. I don't, I don't oh, know if it's a where the body can, you know, heal itself or take care of itself in a certain way. Oh, um, I, I guess it's not the same exact thing as that. You know, I, I do, I do um, have a lot of uh, respect for all different treatments. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, but I, I don't, I don't think that, um, but I don't think that, um, you know, the idea of, is behind the Sarno method is just understanding how the body works. It's like, it's like the body talks to us. Like if I'm feeling like a headache coming on a little bit, I like, okay, what's like, what's going on? Like what's pressuring me, you know? So like, or if I'm feeling some kind of physical thing, I'm like, okay, what, what's happening? Not in a, I ask, just not in a, I ask myself in a calm way, but it's like my body's talking to me, telling me something. It's not there to like, you know, to attack me, but it's, it's telling me something that I need to work on or, or to try to fix. That's how I understand how the Sarno method works. Okay. We're going to have to explain still. A lot of people want to really understand it in depth. Again, we're starting off. Somebody wants to speak for anybody who doesn't believe in the Sarno method. And he says he knows you alone. You're on. Can you, can you, can you talk? You hear me? Yes, we yes. hear you. Who My are you? My name is uh, Yitzi. My name is Yitzi Halpern. And most oh, hi, Yitzi. Last name, but How I'm you doing, proud to say my whole name. I'm doing pretty <laughs> good. So about 20 years ago, I, uh, I was about 25 years old. I was practically a cripple from back pain. I went to Shul Rosh Hashanah at the prime of my life in a wheelchair. And um, I literally was not functioning in any way, shape, or form. The pain is worse than any pain I've ever heard of. And somebody told me about Rabbi Katz, and I uh, went to this basement in Borough Park, and there were about 60 people there, one of them being Alon Ghul, who I knew from Yeshiva. And I pretty much walked out of there a hailed man. Took a little self-work after that, but um, 20 years later, I'm not exactly in the best shape, but just like probably most of the people on this call are in the best shape, but um, I haven't had back pain. I laugh at back pain. I uh, don't bend my knees when I bend down and pick up heavy things. And uh, the reason I called in is because uh, if anybody thinks that Reb alone is a vegan or eats oats for breakfast or is part of that crowd of people who believe in alternative medicine, I don't think he is, and I'm surely not. I'm a regular yeshiva guy like half the people on this call. This is not alternative medicine, and um, I will say this forcefully, that anybody with back pain and doesn't allow this theory to enter them and live pain-free is living in pain unnecessarily. Okay. Yeah, Yitzi, thank you very much. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are, are in the same boat as Yitzi, and, and, you know, they've really been helped by it. And I think that you know, for people who have been helped by the Sarno method, they really want other people to be helped. They, they sometimes see people on the sideline, they're suffering, and they really just want them to also, you know, feel better. So uh, thank you, Yitzi. Okay. There's another live question. You want to unmute? Yeah, you. Or it. No? Mute, one second. Hi. I don't have a question. Oh, oh, I thought you did. Sorry, I thought you did. Okay. <laughs> can we can we go into the, the question that a lot of people want to know? What's the story with going to a doctor, taking medication? Like I mentioned, when people are really in pain, what's that 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 first initial reaction when people are really in pain? Is it okay? It doesn't work together with Dr. Sarno. 
or it's a stira. Thank you, Coach Renathan. This is like a, a question that almost everybody asks me um, when they come in. So there's different, I guess, within the Dr. Sarno method, there's like different um, people have different, I guess, opinions about it. Um, some are more purist and just like go full force, Dr. Sarno, and just, you know, don't, don't do anything. In even Dr. Sarno's earlier books, it seems that he was um, more, he, he seemed like he was more of a purist, like don't go to, you know, don't, don't go to physical therapy or don't, um, you know, don't do any, don't take, you know, certain medications. Um, afterwards, you see that he changed it. He you could take pain medications, et cetera. My approach, and I think that this is kind of his later approach in life, is a very balanced approach. I tell people you could do everything. You could go to, you could go do, do physical therapy. You could do acupuncture. You could do anything you want. Um, go, go do it. Dr. Sano was nervous that if you went and did all these things, you would think that, you know, that really you would think that that's helping you. So he was a little bit nervous about that. My approach is like this. In life, there's what we call band-aids. There's band-aids. Every house, every household has band-aids, right? We need a band-aid. Yeah, you're bleeding. You need a band-aid. There's nothing wrong with a band-aid. You need band-aids. So the Dr. Sarno method is basically treating the source of it, trying to find out well, what's the source of what's causing it. But on the other hand, you know, sometimes we just need a quick, like a quick, like something to just like help us. So if that's a physical therapy, then great, do it. If that's a medication, a, a pain medication, go do it. Um, so I think that using that kind of approach of like, yeah, I want to be, I want to heal myself within completely, then I can have these band-aids. That's perfectly fine. Now, with that being said, there's certain things that the Dr. Sara method can't even help you with. Um, if someone gets into an accident or, or something happens to them, that Dr. Sara is not going to help you. You need to go broken to the doctor. Foot. Broken foot. A, what? A broken foot. A broken foot. I need to go to the doctor. That's not an emotional thing. That's not coming from stress. So it's so in a way, I, I look at Dr. Sarno method as a complement to all the different you know ways of treatment. It complements everything. So for example, the Dr. Sarno method helps with vertigo. You don't see you don't see medical treatment for vertigo. There's no there's no there's no medical treatment for vertigo. So there you have to use the Dr. Sarno method. Some things. You can only go to a doctor to help you when it's not from an emotional source, right? So I think to answer your question um, and to everybody who, who asks it, it's fine. You can, you should go to the doctor, especially if you should check out if it's more, you know, something less dangerous, not dangerous or anything like that. This is a way to heal yourself within. Another thing though, that's really, it's really important for the, you know, for using the Dr. Sarna method is just for example, we mentioned about getting a cold. So in the past, like without knowing the Dr. Sarno method, so let's say I would get a cold, but, and I was, let's say stressed out. So I didn't realize that the stress is causing me to get even more sick. So then I would just continue to stress myself out. Like if, if, it's some, if I'm overworking myself in some kind of way, whatever it is. So without knowing that your body is causing the physical pain to continue, then all you're doing is taking more medication, getting, staying more sick and the medication's fighting whatever you're trying to do and it's not helping. So in that sense, if you use the Dr. Sarna method, then you were like, wait a second, maybe something's going on over here. Maybe I have to try to fix something from within and then the cold could go away faster. So 
it's really a compliment. It complements the, you know, the, 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 the medical, you know, medical, what's it called, approach. I've had many doctors recently um, who've told me that they themselves are very pro uh, the Sarno method. Um, I've had a certain neurologists tell me that, you know, that, that now I know about the Dr. Sarno method. Like, I, I, I wish I knew about it before because like I, all the people that come to me for headaches, like I treat them a certain way, but really a lot of it's coming from stress. And I wish I knew about this before. But a lot of back, or for example, I have a lot of people come to me with IBS, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. So a lot of doctors, like gastro doctors, will say, "Hey, um, I think you, I think this is stress. Like you should go, you should go, you know, take care of, figure out what it is." So I think that a lot of doctors are very much, you know, started to follow that lead. But we still need doctors. We still need medication. So I think. Uh, you know, I think, to answer your question. I, need, I think we need a line because some people like back pain. Sometimes it's cortisone shots. It's um, oper uh, being operated. And the question is, if you want to go there, because you're saying, you know, do a balance. Sometimes there might be a line to say, you know, start really working on the Sarno methods and don't go down that path. That's a great, great point. Um, I think that, you know, Dr. Sarno was not pro uh, getting surgery right away um, because of the, first of all, the risks involved. Second of all, it doesn't always help, um, but, you know, and he would, he would obviously make, you know, he, he's, he, he does surgery for the back, but he decided, you know, not to do that. Um, however, in certain situations, if the doctor says that it's medically necessary, um, meaning if it's just a pain thing, I would say first try the Sarno method, don't get surgery first, first, you know, first try the Sarno method, try, you know, painkillers, whatever it is, you know, just as in the beginning, but use the Sarno method, try to get rid of this completely. Um, and if, but if the doctor's saying something's dangerous, then you, you just listen to the doctor. You don't, you don't, you don't start doing Sarno method when it's like, when it comes to dangerous things, you have to, you have to just, you know, listen to medical advice. So um, to answer your question, if you could avoid surgery, I think even doctors would say better not to get surgery because there are complications. Then first you try this method. And afterwards, if, if for whatever reason, doctor says, no, you really need to do it, then Okay, that's what the doctor says. Rabbi, Rabbi Alon, I'm sorry for jumping into this part because I know we don't want to go there so quickly, but a lot of people that are, I guess, very new to this, including me, really want to understand, walk us through, my back is killing me. Me personally, this actually happened to me, okay? <laughs> my wife was laughing. <laughs> I had tremendous stress, and I remember laying curled up on the floor, like, like in a little bowl, and my kids were like laughing at me because I couldn't move. And I kept on saying, Sarno, Sarno, but I didn't know what it meant. So can you walk, <laughs> can you walk through realistic steps what does it mean? How do I go about it? What's the mindset? Is it like a song? Like, explain me how it works. It's actually pretty simple. Um, and simple is always better. We'll, we'll go it's through the treatment plan. We could do the treatment plan later. I just want to understand the basic concept and actual steps. Okay. Back is killing me. Can't even right. walk, can't do anything. <clears throat> okay. Mind is feeling some kind of feeling. It, maybe it's pressure or angry, whatever it might be. My mind doesn't want me to feel that. Doesn't want me to feel that. Its first reaction is give this person pain. Now I don't feel the pressure or the anger. I don't feel that pressure or anger because I feel my back hurts. I don't feel the emotion. The body wants me to not feel the emotion. It will do anything 
for me to not feel the emotion. We'll explain why a little bit later, but it'll do anything. So my whatever the mind could do to say, hey, let's get away from these feelings, it'll do it. So my back is, is, is being distracted. Dr. Saran says maybe this is already, some people will say that it's not true, it is true, whatever. But one of the one of the understandings is that it, it'll it'll take away oxygen from a certain part of the body and cause you know uh, cause it to feel tense. But that's the basic idea that whenever the body doesn't want us to feel a certain feeling, I'm feeling physical symptoms, and then I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling any emotions. That's that's the basic nutshell about it. So so because sometimes emotional pain is painful or. Um, or it might be that's just, you know, very... I just, I just want to broaden a little bit. So when my kid has to do a test or my kid wants to travel somebody so she doesn't want to go and her stomach starts hurting her, it's the same concept. Yes. Okay. My, now, she now, she does, let's say, I don't know, she's feeling a certain emotion. I, I want to be very clear about this. This is really important also. Every single person in the entire world has emotional feelings, emotional pain. If you don't have any emotional pain, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a real person. You're dead. We all have. It's uh, that's something that just everybody should know. It's very normal. Everything about the Sarah method just means you are a normal person. It's just explaining what the body wants to do. It says, "I don't want to feel, let's say, nervous." So you don't feel nervous. You feel a physical pain instead of just a, a raw emotion. That's that's the idea behind it. So now now I understand the Nakuda Aleph. Let's go to Nakuda base. Now I'm laying on the floor, curled up. Okay, I understand that I have serious stress right now and my body does not want to deal with the stress because it's way too stressful. What is the first thing that I'm going to do to turn on the Sarno method to get it to relieve some of the pain? Step one. The first thing is just to recognize that, yes, I'm, I am feeling a lot of stress right now. If you could pinpoint what feeling it is, that's even better. Um, but is the point, the, your body is telling you, I am not calm right now. Right now, I'm not calm. So the first thing you want to do is just first accept that you're feeling stressed, accept that you're feeling, I don't know if it's pressure or whatever it is, like whatever normal feeling it is. And just, okay, this is just a distraction. This is just a distraction from my feelings. I'm just try to calm myself down. Take a step back. You're basically telling your body, I know what you're trying to do. I know what you're trying to do. You're just trying to distract me. Let me just try to calm myself down and see if, if, if I can, if it just goes away on its own, just like that, then great. Otherwise we'd have to go and we're going to go into deeper, deeper. Okay. So that's the basic concept. Got it. Yes. Okay. Let's go into this. Okay. Yes. Oh, we have a lot of questions. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Put them on. He was on before. Okay. We're going to unmute him. He was unmuted before, but we muted him. Okay. <laughs> You're on. Go. Hi. Um, so I'm, I really want to ask a question based more on the burnout aspect. Okay. Um, so based on, I mean, my background, the shivas I've been by, my Rabam were very into having healthy outlets, doing a lot of things that are keeping people healthy in order that to avoid burnouts. So I think I have a pretty basic gist on how to avoid the burnout aspect. Now, the scenario happened that I obviously understand what goes on in other people, in other worlds, in other, in certain shivas or whatever, that there's a tremendous pressure. So I recently was in a shul davening and there's a kid next to me, probably about 
13, 14 years old. And what I noticed was that he was like shaking. He was hands was like turned purple when he was like saying Shema. Like he was clearly not in a healthy state of Avedis Hashem. So, I mean, my question really is, is there anything for me to, like I casually after davening, like asked him his name, what yeshiva he's in. Like, is there anything for me to do? Like, do I just stay out of it? Like, do I call the manal, like see to like keep an eye out on this kid? Is there anything for me on the answer? I want to. I want to just reiterate. Sometimes you see whether it's a child or an adult, very extreme, like almost like fanatical, like they're not burnt out, but they're like. So do you do something about it, or you just let them say shh 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 out for four hours? Like how does it work? They look like they're on the path to burnout. Right. Or is that is it, okay? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. This is just an unfortunate thing. People easily can get into denial mode. I think that people who, let's say, have burnout in the beginning, they'll never admit it to themselves. It takes time for it to settle in. Something like someone like that, probably, if you said anything to him, he's going to think you're crazy. Um, he's going to think, like, I'm putting my all into this. Like, you're just chilling. Like, you're just like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Like, so, like, you know, so I think that to answer your question, unfortunately, and this happens to the Sarna method also. Sometimes I see people with physical pain and I know they're not going to listen to me. And I know that they're just going to suffer and there's nothing I can do about it. It's very, very, it's very hard, but I, I just have to hold myself back and just not say anything. So back to your question, I would say that you would definitely try to speak to his, you know, someone that you could, you know, his Rebbe or, or somebody to be on top of him and watch him so that when he's a little open-minded or someone that he respects, maybe, maybe he'll start listening before he goes too far but yeah if you said anything to him he'll probably not listen to you uh, if that makes sense okay i want to go back to the to the sarna well, we, we have a whole bunch of questions for burnout we're going to definitely get there it's a big big topic people are asking again what burnout is explained in the beginning burnout is basically when you push yourself in an, uh, an emotional state you want to whether it's a business or you see whatever it is and then you reach this point where i guess you get nowhere you get burnt out it becomes like your emotions like you can't even get out of bed it's almost like depression i guess similar like, you know, it, has, it probably looks like it, but it's more that you were driving to something and then that drive just burnt out. That's really what burnout is. It could be in business. It could be in yeshiva. It could be with a and, goal. And I just want to point out, just sorry to interrupt you for a second, is that a lot of people, like I mentioned this in my book, there's like, I call it, I call it like level one, two, three, or four. That's like level four when I'm just in bed. A lot of people are like level two or three where they're just always like half burnt out. Like they're just always stressed. And like, they're just like, always in that state so like they never like burn out completely they take their breaks whatever it is but they're still like a little bit um burnt out and we're gonna address that also but yeah sorry sorry for interrupting i want to just address another point people are texting it's very interesting we didn't we didn't even think about this right exactly so a lot of people are saying i'm laying up the floor. i'm going back to that example with the back burnt right and then you're saying oh i know because i have stress so now just relax yourself people are saying what happens if bottom line is my stress is so overwhelming that I can't relax because the stress is just my kid is making me crazy. Uh, my marriage is falling apart. They're in a situation where it's a, a stress that that saying, oh, I'm just because of stress doesn't actually help me because the stress is so much. I'm not saying there's an answer to this. It's just a very good question. So I think that one important thing is, is to, you know, be able to um, like, sometimes there's just things that are right in front of you. Let me just point out something before this. We're not suggesting that, that, you know, if a person has back pain, they're going to do this method and boom, like everything is just like you're all of a sudden your back is going to feel great, etc. Uh, it usually doesn't happen like that. For some people, it does. 
but most most of the time it is a lot of work it might take a couple of days a couple of weeks a couple of months so um to answer your question first of all like if you're on that floor um sometimes you're not going to be able to get up right away and you could do all the sarno that you want but i've had this i've had this before i had one time i woke up <coughs> i woke up one day and this is going years back and all of a sudden my back is stiff i'm in my bed like this i can't even go like this i'm like i can't move and i'm like what, what what's going on right now like what's happening here so I'm like thinking, thinking, thinking. And I realized that I was very angry about a certain situation that happened to me uh, two days before. And it was just, I guess, like, maybe I was just like thinking about, I kept on thinking about, and in my, my back would not move. So for, for about two hours, I was sitting on my back in my bed and just like, okay, I'm just really angry about the situation. Um, just let myself like, you know, be experience the emotions, um, slowly, slowly get into a calmer state. After that, it went away, and then I was fine. Probably if I didn't know the starter method, that could have been like a six-month ordeal, you know. So, but so sometimes you can get rid of it right away. Sometimes it, it takes it takes more time. Um, but to answer your question, a lot of times we have a lot of stresses. But if we're gonna, if it's gonna be on our head the whole time, that for the brain, it can't take it. The brain can't be focusing on stress all the time because sometimes we could have a stress, but we could just say, "Let me put you on the side for now. Let me just." If some if there's a stress, it could be there. But if you're it's on your mind the whole time, it's just gonna make you more and more um, stress and more and more pain. While if you can just say, okay, I know you're here, but let me just deal with you soon. In a way, you're kind of like learning how to calm yourself down because you're not like in it so much. Does that make sense? So what, yeah. you're, what you're saying, what you're saying is you don't have to know exactly. You don't really have to know exactly what the stress is. Some people think if I can't figure it out, then I'm going to be stuck. But this itself, knowing the knowledge that it's not my body, it's it, it's emotions, and I can I know that I'm going through stress. So that itself would be step number one, just to know it, and then I can put it on the sides. I don't have to deal with it right away. So, um, I, want, so I want to ask a rebuttal to this. I want to ask like another question. Based on what we're saying right now, why wouldn't it make sense anytime I have back pain, just take a Xanax, anti-anxiety, relax myself, and my back pain should automatically go away. Is the brain stronger than that? Like, even if you try to medicate the calmness, the pain will still be there. Is that the answer? It's a great question. Uh, the answer to that is that what happens is when you do the Sarno method and you do it like all the way and you do it completely, you start to not have pain. So you don't have to deal with that. So meaning... Even if you, meaning like this, first of all, you're less likely to have a pain come. And even if it does come, it's just like it could go out very quickly. That's number one. Number two is a lot of times medication doesn't work. And if you don't deal with the stress and you take medication, so now if you add more stress, you need more medication. Now you have more stress, you need more medication. And at a certain point, the medication can't fight that anymore. And first, obviously, it's not healthy for the body. So at a certain point, it becomes, um, you know, it, so again, first of all, it doesn't always work. And second of all, you're giving the, you're basically giving the medication a fight every single time. So that, so it, it, that's why I say, yeah, take medication, but wouldn't you want to not have the pain to begin with? If you knew, if you know how to manage it, that's, that's the idea. So for beginners, I would, you know, what do I, I, my experience for beginners, just to be able to understand what you're talking about is to take something so that you can relax and then start understanding, reading, 
going to Rabbi Alongo, doing, starting the work for, for really beginners. You don't want to be on the medication forever. And uh, if you don't take care of the emotions, you're going to have to take uh, medication every few weeks. So I would say for beginners, just so that you can calm down a little bit. Now let's understand, you can listen to this program. You can go to Rabbi Alon Gol. You can go to take, you know, doctor, whatever it is, slowly get into the Sarno, understanding how Sarno works. Uh, I, I, would, I would agree with that. The only, the only thing that I would say is that certain things you can't even take medication for. For example, let's say someone comes to me with vertigo. Now what? There's no medication for vertigo. So now the person's Tylenol totally- work. What? Tylenol doesn't work? No. <laughs> it's, good. it's good it's a placebo so right so what what yeah right exactly so no so i think that um to answer your question there are certain things that it will work for a lot of times it doesn't work for some people you know for example myself when i had headaches i could take a hundred advils i'm gonna have a crazy headache so it's you know what i mean so i had no choice so if this if the me medicine can work great great obviously you don't want to continue on with that you don't want there's some people that i know that will have that go on medicate they take advil every single day a lot of bunch of advils every single day for like 30 years right why wouldn't they just want to just not have the headaches to begin with or how to manage whatever it's causing the headaches that's the idea behind it so that takes us to step number two what exactly does emotions how does it work what am i supposed to do so they have to reach out i'll tell you an example for me personally and i i know others also Talk about anger. I would say I I would never get angry. And you're not even allowed to become angry by us. You know, it's, you're not allowed to become angry. So I would never become angry. You know, I'm a nice guy. Whoever knows me, Menachem doesn't get angry. But I remember when I was with my pain, I woke up one morning and my back hurts. I was, I was doing Sarno already and, and trying to figure out my emotions and the stress. Boy, did I feel angry. And that it really came out. Not that I was screaming, I didn't break anything, but there was a lot of stress, a lot of anger that I, it came out while I was feeling emotional pain. But I think this is a lot of work for a lot of people to understand their emotions and you know what they're feeling, what they're going through. Because a lot of people are, are really shut down emotionally. And you ask them how they are, they say, Baruch Hashem. But yeah, really, I, oh God, I, there's so much more. Yeah, I, I think that um, you're, you're addressing a really good point. I think that, um, first of all, you know, I think that people don't realize that anger is a normal feeling. Everybody in the world has anger. And for some people, they, you know, if you ask them if you ever feel angry, no, I don't feel any anger. No, I, no. But in reality, that's basically impossible. It's a normal feeling. How can you not, how can you not feel angry? So, you know, we do know, for example, there's a Gemara in Shabbos that says that a person who gets angry, it's, it's like he worships idols. Or, you know, Zohar says the same exact thing. I think it's Chavtes, I'm a base, whatever it is. So, um, so we do know, and we know in every single Moser Sefer, in every, you know, that it says that basically anger is a bad thing. So how does the SAR, so whenever I'm, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, with the SARNA method, I always have to kind of learn how to balance act between, you know, what Chazal say is mutter and, and kosher and what's like, no, this is not, this is not allowed. So it, I said to myself, it can't be that the SARNA method is saying, let yourself feel angry. And, and that's the only way to feel healthy. 
while um, you know, while it's considered an usher thing. So I, what I came up with is is a certain system, and what what it's suggesting is as follows: there's anger that's in your control, and there's anger that's out of your control. So anger that's in your control is me acting on my anger, or me yelling at somebody, or me hitting somebody. Another thing that's in my control is that I can work on not being angry. I can work on understanding where other people are coming from. I can work on realizing that everything's from Hashem and there's nothing to be angry about. There's one type of anger that's out of my control is when it just comes and I'm just feeling angry. That's not in my control. That's not what Chazal are talking about. And that's the only anger we need. We're not, so for example, one of the things that Dr. Sarna mentions is that a lot of people, they feel guilty or bad. A lot of people have this. They feel bad or guilty feeling angry. That's going to automatically cause the body to repress. It's going to say, oh, you're not okay with feeling a normal emotion? Oh, let's go to the back. Let's go to the head. Let's go to the arms. Where else is that anger going? If we're, if, if we're going to continue to repress a normal feeling, that, and every time it happens, it's just in my body. We think that it just stays there. No, 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 no. The body's not okay with that. It's going to hit somewhere. So how do, you, how do you deal with it? It's okay to feel angry. What does that mean it's okay to feel angry? It's okay to feel it. It's a normal feeling. I'm not doing anything. I'm not hitting anybody. And that's, how, that's the approach that really works with Chazal, that if you learn how to feel um, an emotion that's unwanted, and realize that it's just a normal feeling, the body doesn't have to distract me. So anger is one of the prototype feelings that causes physical symptoms. Dr. Sarno talks about anger at length. And, you know, any person who represses anger is likely to have physical symptoms. So if anybody says they're not angry, they should know there is something they're suppressing. If someone says that they're never angry. Never angry for 25 years. Yeah, that is right. That's suppressing. And number two, feeling emotions is a challenge just yes. to feel the emotions so you might have to teach people people spend many years in therapy just to be okay with that feeling yeah i do find that when people are realize that feelings are okay and they're um it's normal i think people calm down i think when people are feel like feelings are not okay that's when they um they just, they're very scared of it. I often tell people, and just to answer your other question that you asked beforehand, um, is that what, you know, why, why should I do this? Why should I go into my feelings, etc.? I often tell people, and this is just a rule of life, I guess you'll say, whatever you're going to work hard for is going to make it easier for you later. Whatever is going to, you're going to take it easy for is going to be harder later. If you person works hard, at dealing with their emotions, not like too hard. I mean, like in a balanced way, but they, they really, they really work on themselves. Then everything becomes much easier. But if everything is easy and they don't try to work on it, then they'll get this symptom, they got that symptom and they get older and they got that symptom. And that's kind of how it works. So that I, I find that it's so worth it to work on, you know, hard things so that you'll feel better and it'll be easier for you later. And I'm going to say this comment. I know it's maybe not a fair comment to say, but I do find in my life many times that people are just going from backache to footache to neckache. They just go in the circle of like, and you almost think like, is it real? Is it fake? Like, I mean, again, it's easy to judge not when it's not me. 
But is is that makes sense that some people fall into this category of like pain and they just they keep on bouncing from doctor to doctor because it does hurt them, but they're just never working on the core issue? Thousand percent. And another point is what Dr. Sonner calls symptom imperative is that if a person, you know, uh, look, there's there's two ways to really do the Sarna method. One way is just like what Coach Menachem was saying, is just to know that this is stress. This thing that we're having, I'm feeling, I'm, I don't know what it is. I'm just stressed. And I know this is a distraction. Sometimes just by knowing that a physical symptom is caused by stress goes away. I know this for myself that in the beginning process, I did this for like one of my symptoms um, and it just went away in three days. I didn't know, I don't even know, I didn't know any, anything about like what was going on. Other things like my headache and my fatigue for, for whatever reason, I need to find out where are they coming from? And there is, I have a certain system um, how to find what the emotions are causing it. It happens to be that, you know, I, I dedicate a lot of work in, in, in my new book um, to try to help a person find it. We're going to discuss it tonight also, obviously, but um, it's just to, just to mention, if anybody wants further reading, it's on alongo.com. It's, it's free. The book is free. I didn't publish it yet. So right now it's being edited. So in the meantime, people could look at it. But basically the idea is that sometimes I need to find what emotion is causing it. Because if I don't find what emotion is causing it, it's going to find its way back. Even So let's say I, find, I feel my back pain. Now it comes to my leg. Or if it, you know, I fix my leg with the Sarna method, now my head hurts. But when you find the emotion that's causing it, then the brain says, I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to go here and there and there and there. I don't have to do all this stuff, right? That's how, kind of how it works. But to answer your, your question more directly, Usher, is that if I'm having a certain amount of stress, that will cause, let's say, one part of my body to cause pain. But let's say my stress increases. Now my, my body is like, okay, not enough. Now I have this part of the body. So that's kind of how it works with the Sarna method. So that's just to answer that question. Okay, we have so much more to cover. The, the night's getting starting to get late and we have live questions and I have a list of questions and we also have to go. Like everybody keeps on asking, what's the method? I want a treatment plan. Alone, do we have a treatment plan? Yes or no? Let's do it. Felix, later. Later. Okay, later. Okay, you're up. <laughs> Okay, so my question is, um, in terms of someone who their physical symptoms come out as um, anxiety or it comes from stress, how is the Sarno method different than the traditional um, therapy approach in which they're both trying to get the underlying reasons for the anxiety and stress in order to make their physical symptoms like shaking or headaches go away? Very good question. Like I said, the Sarno method is not there to um, to um, say that all meth other methods are no good or whatever it is. All methods are good, and person should continue to do those methods. But what I did find is that there are certain things that are helpful. So, for example, let's say a person has like panic or they have physical symptoms in their in their for when they get nervous. The Dr. Sarno approach is that. Why are you having physical symptoms when you're in a nervous state? That, that, that physical tenseness is itself a distraction. Nerves is just an emotion. There's no physical aspect to it. It's a normal, it's just a regular emotion. So the, by that itself, the physical reaction for anxiety is 
caused um, is caused because I'm not allowing myself to feel the nerves, to actually feel the raw emotion. And what I want to do is focus on that. I'll give you different, different examples of different things that Dr. Sarno says. One thing he says is that <coughs> depression could be caused um, as a distraction. What does that mean? So sometimes a person feels just like blah, like numb, okay? Really what's happening, okay? So the person goes on medication, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. What's really going on is a lot of times that person has a lot of emotions, a lot of, let's say, nerves or a lot of anger and the person doesn't deal with it. So you know what the body does instead of physical pain? You just feel nothing. It shuts down. I don't feel anything. It's like I feel numb. The numbness is not an emotion. It's a distraction from my emotions. So I guess the point is that when you have this idea that the Sarno method is distracting you from different things, um, it gives you an extra insight into what's happening. Um, on, that, on that point, I've tried, you know, for in, in my new book, I mentioned this, but I've tried to use this, for example, for um, certain addictions, right? So for certain addictions, like internet addictions uh, and stuff like that. So I've tried to um, help people using the Sarno method. I tell them, do the, do the, do the 12 step, do the, do everything. The 90, 90 days of whatever, of not, of, 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 of you know, not, not, you know, looking at not, not appropriate things, whatever, inappropriate things. But understand, understand that the body, when there's some kind of emotion that's causing my urge to go up. So just like I can have a physical symptom, so too, let's say I'm feeling like a certain emotion. That emotion is, I don't feel that emotion. All of a sudden I'm feeling this big urge. And that's where the addiction comes. The addiction is in itself a distraction. So the Sarno method for addictions is basically the same idea. Instead of having a physical symptom, I have my urge for something else is grown and I don't feel whatever I'm, whatever I'm actually feeling, nervous, bad, anger, whatever it is, right? And that's where you know, the addiction goes you know, haywire, whatever it is. So people who have done this, who've done the, this method and used it for, for example, addictions, et cetera, that I've, and I've, that I've helped, not only have they um, have they gotten better, it hasn't come back. It's gone because once you the body doesn't need to distract you, then it, there's no reason for the addiction to come, right? I also use this just to you know for for low level disorders such as OCD and, and ADHD, ADD. Doctor Sarno says that's also a distraction, and so there are certain people who come to me not for ADD, but they came to me for physical symptoms, and they had. They couldn't, they can't listen to share. Can't listen to share. So what's going on? Whenever they're feeling pressure to understand the share or pressure to understand whatever they're learning or pressure on a test or nervous on a test, the mind, instead of feeling those nerves, distracts them, puts them into la la land, right? So, but when they learn to realize that, no, 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 you're just feeling nervous. It's just a normal feeling right now, right? All of a sudden, they, and they learn how to manage that, all of a sudden that ADD was gotten better and they were able to listen to Shear. So the, the Sarno method has a lot of different implications. And I tell people, whatever method of therapy you're Definitely doing- I'm asking why. Oh, sorry. Continue. Oh, one second. Oh, whatever you're doing, continue to do it. But the Sarno method gives you an extra, um, extra, idea that can really cure certain things that are not 
considered curable. Okay, so that's okay. Let's go live. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah, hi. How are you? Hi. hi. Thank you for taking my question. Firstly, hi. I I fully believe in the Sarno method. I, I do it all the time, um, and sitting with your emotions and allowing yourself to feel really does um, take away <laughs> bodily pains. I do want to ask a question, and I know you spoke about going to doctors and seeing other people. Um, I, I do know some sad stories of people who first did the Sarno method with back pain or whatever, and ended up having a big tumor and, and was nifter a few years later. And, you know, people say, if you catch it early, it could have helped. Like, where's that line of, yes, doing Sarno method, but not getting caught up in it, that you're not taking care of yourself medically? It's, a, it's an amazing question. I'm, I'm happy that you asked that question because I wanted to bring that up. Whenever you're dealing with dangerous things, you have to go to the doctor and the Sarno method is not going to help you. Uh, we don't know when it's dangerous. No, no. So what I'm saying is that you, first of all, check it out. Meaning if someone's coming with, let's say, a, a, a certain pain in a certain, in a certain, you know, whatever it is, right? So first you go, you go, you can check, go check out the doctor. If they think that's something dangerous, you check it out. You get a CAT scan, you get an x-ray, whatever it is, and make sure that's nothing. If it's, if it's not something dangerous, it's just pain, then you can start using the Sarno method. But anything that's considered dangerous or growth or anything like that, if you're going to try to do the Sarno method, you're, it's, it's being very negligent. Um, you have, you're not, Sarno method is not going to get rid of, you know, something like that, like cancer or something like that. It's not going to get rid of a growth. It's there to help other, you know, physical symptoms. So I, it's very sad that, that it happened. Um, but yes, we, as a, as a, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, if I think that, you know, the, you know, if you went to the doctor, you get an x-ray, whatever it is, that's your first, you know, first thing you should be doing. And that, that's, that's why it's so important to go to doctors. Step yeah. number one is always go to the doctor. 100%. What it is, let him put it on a piece of paper. <laughs> and then you can decide if you want to take medication he prescribed, or you want to go with sound or method. Yes. But I, I think, I think it's getting late. I think we have to go. Step Menachem, wait, step. One second. Menachem, one second. Yeah, a lot of them. Let, let, let go. Hi. Hi. Am I, am I on? You're on. Yes, hi. Okay. Okay, so thank you so much for discussing this. Um, my question is, how is Dr. Sarno's method different than the Louise Hay method um, in her book, You Can Heal Your Life, which discusses so many other different types of pains, um, um, diseases, uh, you know, besides back pain? Uh, that's my first question. And then my second question is, how does visualization or meditations, deep breathing, maybe like Wim Hof, how does that help? How does that play into this as well? Okay. Uh, to answer your first question, I've never heard of her, but I'm sure she's very good. And, I, and if she really does help a lot of people and similar to the Sarno method, then, you know, people should do it. I, 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 just because I don't know something doesn't mean that it's, you know, that it could be amazing. So to answer that question, I don't know, but I'm sure that it's very good and people could check that out. Um, but to answer your second question, the way it works is that, you know, meditation is basically a way of getting away from your emotions. And, and there's two ways that the, that the body can cause physical reactions. And Dr. Sarno talks about the first one. I like to say that there's a second one and um, I'll, I'll introduce that to you. Dr. Sarno's approach is that if a person feels, if, if a person is uncomfortable with a certain feeling, then the body will distract them. That would fall in the category of anger, let's say. Like some people don't like feeling angry. So when they don't um, deal with the anger, 
that's going to cause some kind of physical symptom. If they say, if, if you hear someone say, I never get angry, that's impossible. It's a normal emotion, right? Some people are less angry, but there's no such thing as not being angry. So right away, that, that's a sign for me. Okay, that could be probably a cause of a phys, you know, physical symptom. Um, now, um, what was I saying? Now, the, the I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what, any, what was the any relaxation technique. Any oh, the relaxation techniques, yes. So um, the second way is as follows. When the body is feeling too much of an emotion, that's another reason to distract them. Meaning, even if I know I'm feeling nervous, I know I'm feeling pressure, it doesn't make a difference. When the body's feeling too much of an emotion, it's saying, I can't, I, that's it. Let's, let's, go to, let's go to the back. Let's go to the head. Let's go to whatever it is that we can distract the person. Um, so, to, so how does it fall into meditation? When a person's, let's say, meditating, they're basically, they're basically getting out of their emotion and focusing their attention on something else and helps them calm down. By doing that, you're actually lowering down your emotions. You're lowering down your stress. The body says, oh, you're lowering down my feelings? That's the second one. That's the second approach that we mentioned. You're lowering down the pressure in nerves? Okay, fine. Now we're feeling better. So that's to, to answer your second question uh, regarding why meditation works, that, that, that would be how, how it works. As long as you're in touch with yourself, with what's going on, with your emotions. So basically what Sarno says is the body is going to bring pain so that you don't go there. You don't go to the emotional side because he doesn't want to. But if you understand what's going on and if you're doing the self-awareness with uh, a lot of whatever it is to understand yourself, your emotions, so you're not running away from it. And like you're saying, meditation, if you're doing meditation to distract, so then you're not in touch with your emotions. But if you're doing meditation to be able to sit with what's going on with your emotion to be there, understand, yes, it, you're going through a stressful time, whatever it is, and you're feeling it. So then you're in touch. So then you shouldn't have to have that uh, your body should have to be in pain. And then you mentioned that if it's too much stress, so then you have to learn how to relaxation techniques, you know, to do bits, bits by piece, you know, slowly because you can't do everything yourself. And for those who need um, somebody to hold their hands, should, you know, go to whether it's therapy or to Ravi Alongo to help them with the emotions, because that's uh, what we need. Uh, Rabbi, if you're ready, can we start the treatment plan? Uh, I would like to, maybe just before that, I just want to just discuss, you know, uh, emo like just two more emotions. Is that, do we have time to discuss uh, two, like just... Uh, I, I wanna, I'm sorry, I want to just jump into one other question that I feel it's important. No time, Oshie. Oh, see, <laughs> we have all night. We start the yeah, show. There's a lot to say. There's two questions that I want to cover. It's really the same question. I'm a strong believer in the method, but I'm having trouble finding what emotions are causing it. Are there any main emotions I should look for? Also, is it helpful to know which emotions are causing the pain? So basically, how do I know? Okay, if I can't pay my mortgage, I know I can't pay my mortgage, right? But sometimes a lot of things are happening. You don't even know how to find the emotion. The second question, which I think is tied into eight, to that question, I'm a huge fan of the Sarno method. I've been introduced to the concept to many people. The past few years, it served me well. I'm able to stop the pain before it turned into something bigger. However, the last few months, I've been struggling with much of the pain I've been having. Whether I did it until now, it's just not working. I can't seem to get to the bottom of it. Do you know any suggestions? So the second question is similar, but it's more like, I know how it works, but I, I can't get it to work again. So I think we should really clarify that. Okay, so let's get into those, those two questions. Um, and then we can, you know, start moving to the treatment plan. 
there's three main emotions that cause physical symptoms. One of them is anger, like we mentioned. The other two are pressure and nerves. Whenever someone comes to me, I'm always looking for those three. There was even somebody who came to me recently that said, you know, I'm having really a lot of back pain. I had someone, my, my, my mother just passed away. And uh, I'm thinking maybe it's because that I said, I don't think so. But what do you mean? That seems very, you know, it's very stressful. Yes, but doesn't cause pain. It's very emotionally painful, but it doesn't cause pain. Whenever we're looking at the, 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 you know, the cause of pain, we're looking at anger, pressure, and nerves. What we're going to notice about pressure, so you basically for pressure, you're looking for two, I look for a few things. One is, are you okay with wasting time? If you're not okay with wasting time, you're going to feel constant pressure during the day. That's a way of finding if you have pressure. Another pressure is if I'm a perfectionist. So this is going back to the polls, right? If I'm perfectionist, then everything has to be perfect. I'm going to feel a lot of pressure during the day, right? That's another thing. Other thing is, is that do I have to get something done? Can I just let go if it's too much for me? The perfectionist says, no, I have to get it all done. As opposed to realizing it's not in my control to, to push myself too much. It's not in my hands. I can't push myself too much. Hashem made me that I'm, I'm a human being. I can't push myself too much. I can push myself this much. I can work hard. Pressure comes when I'm trying to control something that I can't control. That pressure over a prolonged period of time is going to cause a lot of pain in the body. In my, in my experience, pressure is number one on the list of physical pain. So not every, now there's a lot of things in life that could be, um, seem stressful, but uh, there's a lot of people who know how to be calm in the, in, in that, you know, stressful situation. For example, the answer of Chaim Knievsky, um, uh, who probably learns like, I don't know, 18 hours a day. He said about himself, if I had any pressure during the day, I wouldn't be able to learn even one page of, of, of Gemara. Whoa. That means that he's totally calm that whole time. How? He lets go of what's out of his control. I'm not trying to control things being perfect because it's not in my hands for perfect. Whatever is out of my control, that's not, uh, whatever the results are not in my hands. I can't control pushing myself too much. So that's pressure. That's one of the biggest causes of physical symptoms. Another cause of physical symptoms is nerves. How do we know if we have nerves if we're thinking a lot? When we're thinking a lot, the thinking itself is a distraction. When I'm thinking, I'm not feeling. I might be thinking about worried about this or worried about that, or what do I do about this? What this decision, that decision, what do I do? But I'm adding more nerves to my body. So I need to learn how to real, uh, realize that I'm nervous during that time. And if I continue to do this all day long, body says, I can't feel nervous all day long. Let's give a physical symptom, too much nerves. So to answer your question, those are the big three, the main three, um, feelings that cause physical pain and we want to try to target which one that is right now to answer your other question what was the what was the what was, oh right about the about the um about the person who's, who's hard on himself yeah, yeah. the sonar method it's worked but now it's not working. <laughs> it's working right now it's not working so first of all a lot of times it doesn't work because he did the superficial way and didn't find out what is causing it which i recommend the second the second thing is that you know that you mentioned is that a lot of times, um, whatever we, whatever caused the physical symptoms, is, it makes it that it's hard for us to get out of it. So for example, I might feel pressure to get things done. Okay, so now I learned this ornament. 
Tzara says, it's all a distraction, right? And now I have to try to help myself from, you know, you know, from distracting myself from feeling physical pain. Okay, now I feel pressure to get rid of the physical pain. So now I'm feeling more pressure because I'm trying to control it. So what I want to learn to do is realize, hey, I can't control if the pain comes or not. It's not my fault if the pain comes or not. I'm just trying. The rest is not in my hands. I'm trying to use the Sarna method. I'm trying to do this method to help me, but I can't control if it's going to get, you know, if it's going to, um, if it's going to work or not. When you let go of the pressure, now it's now that I'm still, I'm calm while doing the Sarna method. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Should we talk about the treatment plan? Oh yes. Let's go. Okay. Cure me. Cure me, doctor. Okay. So um, it's interesting. You did a poll in the beginning <coughs> that the poll in the beginning said that most people in the poll said that they have to get things a hundred percent done, which means that they have what's called perfectionism, or I sometimes call it hidden perfectionism because they don't necessarily know they're being perfectionist. Me and Dr. Sarno did a poll. Dr. Sarno did a poll and he said that, and he found that 90% of the people that had like very strong pains are perfectionists. That doesn't mean that you can't have pain if you're not a perfectionist, because there's other ways, like we mentioned, because of anger or nerves, that you can get physical symptoms. I did a different poll, and this poll so far has been 100%, but I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some exception at some point. But anyone who has burnout, 100% of the time from the poll that I did till now is a perfectionist, because the perfectionism caused them to push themselves too much. That same person in a yeshiva who's, or, or a workplace that, you know, let's say they could have been a little calmer in that workplace. They're like pushing themselves way too much in that setting. And that causes them to burn out. So now let's talk about a treatment plan for both things. For the Sarno method, <clears throat> for the Sarno method, the treatment plans as follows. The first thing is awareness. Start to be aware when your physical symptoms get worse. Start to um, um, look at, you know, pay attention to, you know, sometimes if I, if I'm, you know, if I'm feeling this, you know, what, 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 um, you know, if I'm feeling a certain physical symptom, is there anything going on right now? Don't, but don't obsess because then you're going to go back to the nerves, right? But is there something that's stressful? Okay. That's number one. Number two is acceptance. It's okay that I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling. If you know what you're feeling, let's say you're feeling nervous. It's okay. I'm feeling nervous. If it's pressure, it's okay, I'm feeling pressure. If I'm angry, it's okay, I'm feeling angry. And then you tell yourself, whatever the physical symptom is, this is just a distraction. So let's say I have vertigo and the Disney starts coming. It's okay, I'm nervous right now. It's just a distraction from my nerves. It's all it's doing. Let me, just, let me just try to calm myself down. If I can't calm myself down, let me refocus my mind into something else, a meditation or a video or music. Let me just get my mind off whatever it is out of the stress. That's number, that's the second thing. The next thing is what I call exposure. Journal what feelings that you might be having stress, you know, what stresses might be coming. Journal once a week. Take like, I don't know, I'm making this up 15 minutes, but it could be less, more, what doesn't matter. You start to um, write out or talk out by yourself. You don't want anybody to hear you. Um, different things, that, let's say, make you angry or different things make you feel pressure or nervous and just sit in it. Never do that 
don't fight it because you're trying to teach your brain. You don't have to give me physical symptoms. You're just distracting me from these feelings. It's okay. I'm feeling this. Whatever you can tolerate during that session, you, you do. After you feel like I can't tolerate anymore, I can't tolerate this much anger or nerves, you, um, you say, okay, next week. And you keep on doing this on a weekly basis, but you're basically getting in touch with your feelings, learning to experience it. The next thing is <coughs> changing your behavior, which means like this. Behavior modification would mean that if your back is killing you, don't just jump, jump up and, and go and, and play basketball or, or do whatever it is. You have to take it slow. First, you start training your brain. Hey, I know, I know what you're doing. I know what you're trying to do to me. It's just a distraction. Get into a calmer state. Let it, let it over a couple of days. You tell yourself it's just a distraction. You get into a better zone where you understand it better. Once you feel like you have a little more movement, now you could push a little bit and see if you could push a little more. After a certain amount of time, all of a sudden you're just you're, you're either walking or or whatever symptoms you have is just lowering down, lowering down, and then you could do whatever you're you've been doing till now, uh, and you're in, you know freely. So that's the treatment plan for the Sarna method. <clears throat> treatment plan for burnout is first of all knowing what's in your control, or what's out of your control. Results, me getting things done, not in my control. I could just try. Breaks. I need to take, sorry, uh, wasting time. I can't control that I can't waste time. I, I, need, I need time, I need my body needs to rest, right? The next thing is, um, let's say decision-making. It's not in my control to know the answer. So why am I going back and forth like this? Why am I doing that? Because I wanna know 100% the answer. So my mind is just going back and forth, back and forth. What's 100% the answer to this, this decision? When I realize I can't know the answer to a decision, I could just try to figure it out and that's it. The rest is not in my control. So all the, when I let go of control, so I take once a week when I'm in my calmer state and try to write down anything that's out of my control and take a step back and have a different mindset. Also is, you know, learning how to take breaks, realizing that I'm human um, and learning to be okay with wasting time. These are all things that help, um, that help the burnout. One, another point I just, before we, you know, before we, um, you know, move on is that a lot of people, when they get into an obsessive mode, when they think about, like they're thinking about something, they don't realize that, like I said, they're in an emotional state right now. The worst thing you could do is think when you're in an emotional state. I'll bring you a proof from this. There's a mission in Perkyovos. It says that if a person's bishas kaso, if a person's in, in an angry state, don't try to marat him. Don't try to appease him. If a person is a, has a mates mutal fun of, a person has a dead person, a dead relative in front of him, don't try to comfort him. When someone is in an emotional state, you do not try to talk to them. If you talk to someone who's angry and say, calm down, he'll just get even more angry. When we're in an emotional state, you, you can't talk to him. Now watch how this, important this lesson is. If I'm angry and I tell myself, don't be angry, what does the Mishnah tell us? I'm the person in the Mishnah. I'm him. So I should tell myself to understand where he's coming from or, or to not be angry at that person? No. Right now, it's okay. Just accept that you're angry. It's okay that I'm angry right now. Or let's say I'm, I'm, I have a decision to make and I'm going back and forth, going back and forth. I'm the person in the Mishnah. I'm the one who, who it says, don't use your logic. 
Don't use your seichel. Don't use your mind. Just accept that whenever you're feeling obsessing, it's okay, I'm nervous right now. Let me think about this when I'm calmer. Then I can think about it. By doing that, you're lowering down the nerves during the day because you're not getting stuck in your emotions. And that will help you with your physical symptoms. Wow. Okay. Okay, we have a few more. We have live? Yeah. Okay, we have a few live. So many, so many people want to ask live. I can't get to some of the good questions here. Okay. Okay, you're on. Hi. Okay. Hi. Thank you so much for um, your program. I really enjoy it every day, every week. My question is, so someone asked, you know, let's say someone has a real cause to their pain. Um, so you said you first, you should rule it out. You should take scans, but to what extent should you do it? Like, let's say someone has stomach pain. It could be, a, there could be a million reasons why they have pain and it could be diagnosed with all different tests. So to what extent do you go to figure out if there's a physical cause and then go to see if, if there's an emotional cause? I, I want to I just uh, also tweak the question a little bit the other way. What point do you say, okay, it's just Sarno, it's my emotions. At what point do I say, do I need, I need to see a doctor? Like she's asking the other way. She's asking, you know, how many, how many more tests should I do before I say, okay, maybe this is just more emotional. I'm saying the other way. When do I say, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the first, I think the first thing is to go to a doctor and figure out what it is. I'll give you an example. Someone came, I do a lot of um, IBS, right? Aerial bowel syndrome. A lot of people come to me for that. <clears throat> Um, there was one person that, um, this person, they were, they were trying to figure out what it was for a long time. What was it at the end? There was parasites in their stomach eating, eating away in their stomach. Now the Sarah, Dr. Sarah method is not going to get rid of those parasites. So the first thing is always to try to go, to go to the doctor, figure out what it is afterwards. Now you can go ahead and you know, oh, so you asked me, when do you try to use the method? I'll give an example. Let's say someone has a torn meniscus. Dr. Sarno says, Sarno, it's Sarno. What does that mean? It's torn. You do an x-ray, it's torn. The answer is as follows. There's a lot of abnormalities in our body that don't necessarily cause pain. A lot of people who have herniated discs, it just goes away. A lot of people that have tears and rotator cuff or whatever it is, it, the pain just goes away. So I know people, for example, who had a torn meniscus, they did the Sarna method and it just, the pain is gone, but the tear is there. It's like, for example, let's say I have a cut on my hand. So in the beginning it hurts, but after that, it's just a cut. So it doesn't necessarily cause pain. That's what the Sarna method is, is trying to explain that not everything that's shows up on the x-ray causes pain. However, if the doctor says that something is considered dangerous and you need to take care of it, you don't do the Sarno method. You go to the, you do exactly what he says. Okay, yeah. there's a very interesting question that came in. I think it's gonna take a twist the other way that we never tried. You uh, ready? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. It's like, this is like the mental part of Sarno. This is like the psychological part. Okay. I have had Crohn's after being on medications for a while. I'm still not doing well. I've learned the Sarno method, which has Baruch Hashem been very helpful in resolving my symptoms for many years now. According to the Sarno method, the source of the physical pain is the emotional pain and stress. Therefore, anytime I have a Crohn flare, my inner critic attacks me. Why can't you handle the stress? You brought this on yourself because you don't know how to manage your stress and get and keep getting overwhelmed by little or big things in your life. Inevitably, this thought pattern dispowers dis me and it's an uphill battle to get me to work on healing with the Sarno tools. My question is, 
what can I tell myself instead of self-blame? So bottom line is I learn Sarno, I read the books, I go, I get the help I do, and it works. And then I see it doesn't work. I say, oh my gosh, I really don't have control of my emotions. So it becomes like a self-blame. So how do I deal with the self-blame when it's not working? Okay, very good. Uh, I like that question. So yes, a lot of people um, with Crohn's, uh, you know, come to me. And like, you know, like you said, the Sarno method helps. Again, same thing. Crohn's is not a, like considered a, a safe symptom. Continue on medication, I tell people. Continue on the medication, but the medication doesn't always help. So that's why you do the Sarno method. So <clears throat> with that being said, with that being said, um, it's very interesting. One of the symptoms that causes a person to um, have perfectionism is that they're very hard on themselves. So in, in order to get rid of, they don't want to feel, they don't want to be hard on themselves. So they feel like, okay, let me just be perfect then. So I don't, so I don't like, I'm not going to like be so hard on myself. Right. So the way I understand it is as follows. There's three ways to view doing something wrong. One approach is everything's okay. You do something wrong. It's okay. The other approach is, oh, I'm so hard on myself. Like, why did I do that? What's wrong with me? How can I have done that? Right. To me, both approaches are both wrong. Because if you say that something's okay, what if it's not okay? And you're never going to fix it. The other approach, though, if you're going to be hard on yourself, it's just going to put you down. It's going to, it's going to lower your self-esteem and it might cause perfectionism, etc. There's a middle ground, which I think is a pichazal, pi the Torah, which is I could do something wrong, but it could still be understandable. And I want to have mercy on myself. I want to have, I want to have compassion towards myself. So back to the question. <clears throat> If let's say I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm causing this, whatever it is. So the first thing is, is that it's, you know, the first thing is the first thing I mentioned about, you know, not in your control. It's not in my control if the pain comes. So I, why am I blaming myself to begin with? The pain, I'm just trying to get rid of the pain. So it's not fair that, that I have to feel like I'm causing the pain to come. I'm just here just trying to do the method and slowly, 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 slowly let it happen as opposed to like forcing it. So, cause it's not my control, the results. It's not in my control that the Sarno method is gonna work. I'm just trying. And on the second part, let's say I did mess up. Let me try to understand where I'm coming from. When I'm hard on myself, it causes a lot of stress. When I understand where I'm coming from, I'm more calm. I'm more okay with doing the wrong thing. Not that I wanna do the wrong thing, but I can manage it. So you see, so it's basically saying, go the balanced way, do what you need to do. Um, I have an interesting question I want to know from your experience. Um, I understand, like when we mentioned before, somebody with cancer should do what a doctor says. Have you, have you seen people do the method with the medication, with whatever the doctor recommends to see a difference in their healing? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so when it comes to dangerous illnesses, obviously you do everything in your power. There's a big machlokas or... <laughs> Um, you know, if stress affects um, uh, cancer or not, um, I guess the way to say it is as follows, that you don't do the Sarno method with cancer. Uh, you don't even attempt to do it with cancer. You do the medical route. Um, and just on the safe side for, on the safe side, you know, that like there, cause there are, there's different schools of thought. Some say that stress can affect the some, some, some say it doesn't. Um, so on the side that it does, you know, that it can affect it, it's probably worth it to, you know, manage your emotions properly. So it doesn't get to that point, just on the side that, that might happen. I had one client 
um, that he, he was coming to me for, for something else, but he happened to, I mean, happened to, it's terrible, he had cancer. Um, we did notice, he, he, he noticed that whenever um, his, he, he was under more stress, um, the growth got worse, which I did see some, you know, I did see some, um, I did see some, some, you know, some study about that. But again, this is all irrelevant because at the end of the day, you have, you know, chemo, whatever it is, whatever you're supposed to do is, is the real, you know, the real, what's it called, the way to go. And also we don't know if stress causes cancer. We're not, we're not sure about it. I think that's something that the, that the medical world are just trying to figure out. Okay. I want to ask one last question. Then we have a few live, maybe if we have time, we can try to squeeze them in. Anybody wants to ask a question, text me now because we're going to go to closing in a minute. The question came in. I basically the person that I noticed that I obsessed for a long period of time of physical symptoms. I'm like hyper-focused. Anytime something hurts me or this, and that, is there some type of connection to Sarno? Something could help me. Is there a reason why I'm doing it? Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, we touched a little bit about this earlier, um, but um, like we said, that whenever a person is obsessing, he has to try to, there's two voices that a person could have, okay? One voice is maybe this, maybe that. I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. That, if that, you hear that voice, like that subconscious voice, that's a sign I'm nervous right now. I'm nervous right now. If the voice is, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this, have to do that, that's a sign I'm feeling pressure right now. It's a good way, sometimes if you listen to the voice, you could figure out what emotion you're feeling. And when you can figure out what emotion you're feeling, then you can work on whatever that emotion is. Um, when it comes to the Sarno method, you don't want to be in your head about it. Like you don't want to be like, let's say you can't figure out what does, what, what symptom is causing you. You can't figure out, is it, am I feeling angry? Am I feeling pressure? Am I feeling nervous? If you, so when it comes to this stuff, don't be thinking about it because then you're just going in circles again. If you know what you're feeling, I'm feeling this. If you don't know what you're feeling, you just say very simply, I know I'm feeling stressed right now. Let me just take a step back. It's out of my control. Let me just, you know, try to calm down. Okay. Let's go to closing now. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. First of all, Grisha Shkarech, the rabbi, a long goal for coming on tonight. Tremendous physics. I know this is a huge topic. I think we like literally, literally scratched the surface. Like, am I wrong? I think we like scratched it. We didn't even barely, we barely talked yeah, about we, burnout. Yeah, we barely. We did, we, yeah, we need another share for burnout itself because I think burnout's a big topic. Okay. I'm burnt out already. Um, but thanks for coming, giving physics to so many people here tonight and to all the thousands of people in the gym that won't watch it and watching it. Tremendous, tremendous schuss for us to help these people. And um, tonight's show we're learning is Echenishmas, Yehuda Nassim ben Yisrael, and his mother Shoshana Khana, who's your side tomorrow night. He was lifted at a young age of 16, so it should be a big schuss for Neshama. Anybody wants to join um, the Flyers every Sunday, please WhatsApp me at 848-525-0066. Again, that's 848-525-0066. And save my number, and I'll send you every Sunday the Flyers. Next Sunday, January 16th, we have an amazing share with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. I don't know who knows him, who doesn't know him. He basically, five towns just came, six towns. They came in North Woodmere. It's a very uh, growing area. And he became the mashpia, not the rub, the mashpia of the area. He's from St. Louis. He flies in, and he's really very, very next level. It should be a very deep event. Um, please join us next week. I think it'll be beneficial for everybody, anybody. Um, everything tonight's recorded, and it'll be up on Menachem Bernfeld's website tomorrow, menachembernfeld.com. If anybody has any questions or wants to sign up for the weekly flyers via email, go to coachmenachem, um, go email coachmenachem at gmail.com. 
Go to his website, menachembarefel.com. Tonight's share is share number 86. We're going to make sure we're close to it. All the <laughs> and anybody wants to hear all the, the share on the phone, it's 848-777-GROW. Again, I want to thank I want to thank all the advertising sponsors, Lakewood Scoop, Ravi Anif from Chazak, Chayla Kaufman, Shmuel Summer from JCN. And I want to say also that uh, the Coach Menachem Show is collaborating with OK Clarity to bring greater health and wellness to the Jewish community around the globe. Go to okclarity.com. Um, I'm just going to say from my perspective, I, I think it was very, very clear tonight as far as like the treatment and how to go about it. I think that we we really, like, again, like I said before, like just, you know, there's so many, so many people are texting. I just want to say, so many people are texting very specific questions. And I wish in a certain sense we could get to them. Like I have this disc and this one, like, but it's more the global concept to understand the Sarno, to understand the method. Obviously, you should read the book. And obviously, there's probably, I just want to jump to this. Like, what's the basic steps? I'm feeling back then. I don't know anything. You buy Sarno's book, you start reading the book. That's Aleph? That's awareness. Yeah, like we said, whatever I mentioned is really what Dr. Sarno is saying. So, um, like I said, awareness. Then, like I said, realizing it's a distraction. Um, feeling your emotions and, and writing it out once a week. And then, and then after that, um, you know, behavior modification of, of, you know, I could, you know, I could start moving and doing certain things as I feel better. Okay. So that's my closing. Menachem, you're closing, then we'll go to Rabbi Alon. Go. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Alon. Thank you very much. Um, I do want to mention that I, you know, I looked up before people say they, they, they saw that it worked with acne and um, even with dandruffs. Now, very interesting. Again, this, I found this um, by, on tmswiki.org. TMS is what the, the, the way Sarna calls it. TMSwiki.org is a lot of interesting stories, and they give you a step-by-step. -step. Um, but again, um, um, Rabbi Alon has a book, um, Burnout, and the book that's for free, PDF on, what's the website? Alongo.com. So you can get the PDF and the- uh, Which is it. basically, uh, basically, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll talk after you. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just you. want to mention one thing. People were texting me, what's when we're talking about anger, what's with Hillel? And the same thing is, you know, you mentioned Chaim Knieski. It's very interesting. We're born, we're born when we're young, as a young age, you know, we have emotions. The kids cry, kids laugh, everything is good until maybe one and a half, two. At a very young age, they start realizing, hey, it's not accepted. And it's not accepted socially, you know, I got to, you know, step up to the plate and behave. Pretty much at a young age, we need to uh, perform and do what's right socially. There's no crying. There's no laughing. Just listen to what we say. And that's it. It's like when you ask me, what's with Hillel? We want our kids to be adults at three years old. And basically, that's how we grow up. And then we wonder what happened to our emotions? Are we burnt out? There are people who from the outside look like they're doing very good. And every day, the same thing, the same routine, which is amazing. I don't, I, I don't know if I want to wake them up. They should maybe continue. But they're pretty much burnt out. I mean, where's, the, where's life? You're alive. Everybody that's alive, like Rabbi Lowe mentioned, if you're alive, you have emotions. I'm sorry. If you don't have emotions, then you're probably not alive. But you might not be in touch. Like we said, there is anger. Yes, there is frustration. There's a lot of emotions. I don't know if you feel it. And we want to be like Hillel, like Rebchan Kanyeski, when we're 20. Because I'm like them already. But you don't realize they worked on it. 
they were probably in touch so that they can work on it and slowly, slowly um, come to a place where they can understand their emotions, feel their emotions, be there, not running away, not being on their cell phones all day or wherever it is. They can be okay with where they are. And that's how they grew. So I want to thank Rabbi Alon again for being here tonight. And Emit Shem, everybody should be able to take whatever they heard and use it. Emit Shem, they shouldn't have to feel the physical pain. But if they do, it should be just for a second so they understand there's some emotion things they have to work out. And Emit Shem, those who need the Refuah Shalema, Hashem should help that, yes, we are in, it is our Heshtadlus to do these things because Hashem wants us to do Heshtadlus, whether it's a doctor or it's Dr. Sarno. So everybody should have a full shalema. Rabbi Alon, before you go to closing, I have a few uh, people asking a few questions. Do you have an email address? People can email you. What's the website? How do they get the free book? Just explain uh, it quickly. So uh, it's alonegull.com. And my email is alonejgull at gmail.com. Oh, do you mind following? Alonejgull at gmail.com. And the, what's it called? The, um, the book is basically, you know, when Dr. Sarna wrote his last book, he left it off saying there's much more research to be done in f- figuring out where all this comes from. And, uh, and you know, people should, uh, you know, continue on with it. My new book is basically a system on how to find, um, help find certain emotions that might be causing it. And I obviously dedicate a lot of time for it. So I think it's worthwhile for you know people to check it out. Uh, right now, it's like I said, it's just before it becomes published, it's it's free. I want everybody to you know gain from it. Um, and yeah. <clears throat> okay, Rabbi Alon, let's go closing. Wrap it up. Okay, let's wrap it up. Okay. So, just a thought, and you know, this whole idea is just a is a chachma. This whole Dr. Sarn method's a chachma, and we're just trying to continue to you know, like technology, like just innovate more and more and more. And this, this too, we're trying to innovate more and more and more, but just to give a little maybe insight that maybe I, I have, and I'm not sure if it's true, just because when it comes to Torah, everything is in the Torah. So, you know, hopefully Hashem accepts this, uh, this way of uh, looking at it, but it's a very interesting thing. If you look very closely at all the physical th- symptoms I just mentioned and where they come from, Anger, where does it where is the repression come from? I trying to control what's not in my control. I mean, I feel bad if I feel angry, but I can't control if I feel angry or not. Right? I can't control if I feel angry or not. So I'm trying to control what's not in my control. When it comes to nerves, what causes nerves? I don't know what to do. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do that? I need to know hundred percent, but hundred percent is not in my control. There's no way for me to know hundred percent what the decision is. I'm try- when I try to control, it's out of my control. That causes a lot of stress. When I want other people to think of me in the right way, that also causes nerves. I'm trying to control people think of me. That causes nerves and pressure, right? Let's go to pressure now, um, which is the third feeling. Pressure. I'm trying to control that I don't need to waste time. I can't control that I'm just a person. I can't control results. They're not in my hands. I can try. I can't control things being perfect. Whatever happens, happens. You see from here, all the physical symptoms all come from trying to control what's out of my control. Perhaps, perhaps. Maybe there's a spiritual message. Maybe there's a message we can take with us. That Hashem 
not to say chas v'shalom that we're, that people have pain or not don't have bitachon or whatever is chas v'shalom, but bitachon is is a huge mountain. Even if a person has a lot of bitachon, there's always more to go. Perhaps if we're seeing that on a subconscious level, I'm trying to control what's out of my control. Perhaps Hashem wants us to just be able to trust in Him of what's out of our control and trust that. You know, Hashem wanted me to feel angry. Hashem wanted me, and obviously I'm going to work on it. I'm going to, Hashem doesn't, is not going to tell me what the answer is, but that's okay. I'm going to dive into him. Hashem, make them not, I'm not perfect. I'm leaving up to you with whatever it is. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a message for us to work on our bitachon and to, um, you know, help ourselves with it. That one of the best advice I ever got, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever got I was learning what's called, I mean, what people know, Shar Bitachon, Chovos Levavos, Shar Bitachon. And in the fourth parak of Shar Bitachon, it talks about trusting in Hashem. And I finished it. And I asked, and I always used to go into new books, new farm, and I asked my rabbi, you know, what do I do now? He said, do it again. Do it again. It's going on for many, many, many years now that I'm doing it again. I take five minutes a day. I take five minutes a day and I try to, whatever I'm learning in the Bitachon, I try to just reflect it on me, reflect on what it is, the message that, what could I do to make my Bitachon better? And I, I really, all the success that I have, I really put to, you know, I really attribute to that. So I, I say that maybe, you know, or it doesn't have to be Shar Bitachon, whatever it is for whatever other thing, you know, or whatever, uh, you know, speaks to you. Um, to help in trusting in Hashem, I think that will help us um, not only heal us physically and emotionally, but also from, you know, from a spiritual and ruchnius perspective. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Longo. It was an amazing share tonight. Thank you so much for helping. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Okay, we'll see everybody next Sunday night, 930, with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. Looking forward. Good night. Good night. Hi, it's Coach Menachem here. If you enjoyed, please consider supporting us with a small monthly, monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes. And it will be greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance.